I think embodying heart qualities and humility are some of the key traits that an empowered, authentic leader will need to lead us into our next challenges in the world. Welcome to Inspiring Leaders, the podcast that shares ideas, perspectives, and best practices from great leaders around the world to help you become a more inspired leader. Welcome back to the Inspiring Leaders podcast. I'm your host and executive coach, Terry Lepofsky, and it's great to have you back. Thanks for tuning in. Well, we've got a deep and introspective show for you today with an amazing lady who's going to help us lead with emotional intelligence, or EQ. Welcome to the show, Ranuka Mohan. Awesome. It's so awesome to be here, Terry. Thank you so much. Oh, Ranuka, you know what? I want to dig into this leading with EQ in just a minute, but you know our little uh, tradition here on this show. We love to start with this question. Yes, absolutely. I'm ready for it. Okay. Tell me this. What leader has inspired you and why? Actually, there are three of them, and I had to dig really deep for this because I was wondering how come there's a trend here. No way. You can only have one. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) I know. So it's Mahatma Gandhi and Mr. Nelson Mandela and, of course, uh, the great Martin Luther King. Oh, good one. Brilliant. Yes, yes. I know. Ever since I was a kid, I loved helping people. I was always struck by people that were homeless and I wanted to build a house and put them all in. And that theme of justice, standing up for people who are not doing so well in their lives, that has always struck a chord for me. Mahatma Gandhi, Nelson Mandela, and Martin Luther King, they led with being able to keep their vision really clear in their mind and they sacrificed so much to help their respective peoples. And they had visionary leadership. Within their leadership, they had so much humility, empathy, and courage to stay true to their vision amid all kinds of personal sacrifices. I still to this day am in awe of what they have done in their lives to help people and create such a big impact on humanity. It's immeasurable what they've done. My knowledge of the work that you're doing right now, you've gravitated towards this whole theme in your life, which is really reaching out to help other people. And let's face it, we live in a social world. But I think the thing that strikes me is that you've found your life purpose and you're living it every single day. You're a certified coach based in Calgary, Alberta. I know that you're leading both groups and individuals one-to-one. And you're helping people, coaching them in person and online to help them lead their own lives and their businesses that's more connected with their purpose. And this is really what we want to talk about a little bit more here today. You got my curiosity up. You really got me thinking now. Leading with EQ or leading with emotional intelligence. Let's dig into what you mean by that and how people do that. And if you can... Give us a little bit of background about you, if you don't mind. Of course. We really all want to have the best life possible from when we're little to when we're growing up at the different stages in our lives. And we want to enjoy life with the people that we love, live lives of abundance, success, great health and happiness. How can we accomplish this? We start off so much of it with jobs, careers. For me, it seemed to have always been about purpose. 
am I living true to my purpose? What is that purpose? And I spent a long time in careers searching for that purpose. What I ended up gravitating to as my way of being is having a humble approach to life. And that's different from the messaging that we've seen in business world, because it doesn't really get you too far when you're humble, because we are in a society where because we're social, we feel we have to toot our own horns. And for me, that's always been really challenging. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking most of the folks that I run into, it's always about what is it that I want to get? What's my next stepping stone for my career? What's my next car? Where am I moving for my home? It's always about getting and reaching and grasping. Absolutely. Yes. For some of us, that's a reality. There's no shame in that because sometimes we don't have a model that's different that we can follow and ascribe to. I seem to always have a really good grasp on what my center was. This is the quality that I feel has drawn me so much to the coaching world because I have really paid attention to substance and quality in my life about living true to that purpose within my life. It's less about the goal and more about the journey. Absolutely. You nailed it on the head, actually. I'm picking up what you're laying down, Renuka. <laughs> it is about the journey because so much of our, our way of being is about getting to the goal. Yeah, yeah. We spend so much time focused on that, over-focused. We forget about the tone and the quality of what's happening in between us getting to our goal. But aren't goals important? Shouldn't we have goals? We should absolutely have goals. They're essential to us accomplishing so much in our lives. What I mean with the journey is we do have to take time for how we attend to the goal. When I say emotional intelligence, the qualities of empathy, being mindful of what we're doing day to day, being able to build reflective qualities in our day to day, introspection, understanding what did we do moment to moment that really allows us to enjoy the journey. There's an interplay between these two, soul coaching and EQ, that are so important. They're so interrelated. What are the qualities of authenticity uh, within EQ? You're really hitting on something that I've been thinking about a lot lately. The fact that a lot of folks in business get so obsessed with reaching a goal that their actions become unmoored from the quality of their day-to-day -day actions. And one example that has really caught my attention is this Martin Scarelli. This was the guy that actually took a life-saving drug for a company that he just bought and cranked the price up of that life-saving drug. So something that would normally cost under 20 bucks was suddenly costing over several thousand dollars. It just spoke to this whole idea of, yes, have a goal. Yes, have a successful business. But it's how you get there. Don't lose sight of the journey and the quality, as you mentioned. The quality of that journey is just so important. That's what the goal of EQ is. Just simply put the ability to understand other people, understand our own motives, understand how we are connected with each other, what motivates them, what motivates us to work together cooperatively so that we can accomplish big goals. And let's face it, in our world today, more people than ever, possibly because of how we're all connected on social media, 
We want to have lives of meaning and purpose. We are starving for connection with people, even in our workplaces. Gone are the days where we were told, I mean, possibly in some environments, it might still be the case where you leave your personal life at the door and you come in to your work environment and just be your work self. Well, who's really showing up at the end of the day doing the work there? We're not dissected human beings. We are a human being showing up to work with fellow human beings. And we spend so much of our lives at work. So how do we get the most fulfillment and meaning and live our purpose when we spend so much of our times at work if we cannot connect to our authentic nature using the tools and the tricks of the trade of EQ? It's amazing to me that we've had this dissect for such a long time with leadership, some of the qualities that great leaders embody is that recognition that we're working together, we're going after big goals with big visions and a lot at stake, of course. How can you empower your teams to give their best if we ignore this quality in our workplace? You're really hitting on a chord here. I just came across an article and it says that millennials check their phones 150 times a day. <laughs> it seems to me, Renuka, <laughs> that in order to get to this place where we have this better connection and greater quality, there's got to be a little bit of introspection. And yet there are so many shiny, glittery, you know, interesting objects and things for us to rest our attention on in the day. It seems to me that we're doing so less and less. But I'm wondering, maybe from your perspective, what is it that people can do to help themselves with increasing that greater quality? Well, one of the things that I love doing is really connecting one-on-one -on -one with people and having this conversation because, as you've just said, so many people are distracted. So how do you get away from the noise? Just figure out what you really need to lead a life of balance and connection with yourself. And more and more what we're finding is nature provides a huge plethora of substance to our souls. It feeds our minds and it helps us stay connected to what grounds us in such a profound way. So a simple walk out in nature is a very good way to start getting back to balance in our lives and start gaining perspective. And it also allows us to be very introspective. If you're taking a walk out by yourself, unplug the headphones, listen to the sounds of nature. What I love about what I do in soul coaching is that it takes us through this journey of the self, but it uses the elements as your guide. You are taking a journey through the element of water as you get in touch with your emotions, fire as you get in touch with your spirit, earth as you get through with your physical things in your life, yourself, and quality of air tells us about our mental capabilities. And every process is taking us through deeper introspection and gaining keener insight into ourselves. And that helps to build our self-awareness. I know a lot of very hardcore business people out there. I think in the last five, 10 years, a lot of them might talk about this type of topic and say, oh no, we just need to look at the hard line here and figure out what our numbers are and all the rest of it. And, and I think over the last, I'm going to say a little more than five years, there definitely is a really strong swing and an acceptance more towards 
taking a look at some of these techniques or these ways of approaching things and realizing that we are becoming a little too disconnected. Just a case in point, a friend of mine is a senior executive with Microsoft, and one of the things that surprised me about a recent conversation is that he was telling me that every single meeting that they have at Microsoft starts off with a few minutes of silence now. They will sit for just a few minutes and just connect with themselves before starting the meeting. There's a trend happening right now. And for anybody that blows this off as, no, we just need to stick to the bottom line and increase our revenues and the rest of it, they're missing the point. And I really believe that other organizations that are adopting these kinds of methods, these types of perspectives, they're actually gaining an advantage right now. I absolutely agree with that. I had not heard this Microsoft story before. I think it's fabulous at that level with the reach, the employees think of the culture that they are creating with that one act of mindfulness, of silence. How much more effective are their meetings, I wonder, just because of that small gesture? Well, you know what? It's not just Microsoft. I worked for five years at Apple, and this is a practice at business meetings at Apple. About a year ago, I read a book based on Google's mindfulness practices. You know, Google's this search the world tool for everybody online. Well, this book is called Search Inside Yourself. This book actually described the mindfulness programs that were established by Meng. Meng describes this practice of starting every meeting with this moment of silence. And I think what they're doing is checking their own intentions before they start the meeting. Absolutely. Everything starts with intention, doesn't it? It does, yeah. Everything is attitude, actually. These are some of the leading organizations out there that are taking this into consideration in their business day, in a business practice. So that is remarkable for what is being created there. And it tells to that because of the innovations that they come out with, it's absolutely needed. And you know, the world as it is right now, we are facing some tough challenges in sustainability and the whole people, planet, profit movement, the triple bottom line. We need leaders more that are attuned to what's happening within themselves, their groups, their teams, and how can teams lead themselves to be that much more innovative in a world that is in dire need of reinventing what has been the norm in business and business practices in the world. We do need that meaning. We do need that intentional leadership. And we do need leaders who are so connected to what's happening on the inside as well as the outside, because what's happening on the inside will directly impact what's happening on the outside. And we need to show up with greater sense of wholeness, authenticity, and congruency inside and out, don't we? Oh my goodness, yes. We need to make sure that the people in those organizations have that balance and that interconnectedness so that they're better able to read what's happening with other people they're better able to read what's happening with them and pick up on the early warning signals of stress or excitement that may make a big difference when they walk into that next meeting and they've got people sitting there, but they bulldoze their way through it because they haven't taken the time to connect with themselves. Absolutely. That's a very telling point. When you're not able to do that and you are leading a team, it really does set the tone for everyone else on the team. And sometimes that can leave employees feeling somewhat deflated, very challenged in terms of the disconnection with their leader, their manager, at whatever level that is. And that doesn't really make for a congruent whole person showing up 
in a powerful way at work. It's very challenging. Do any of your clients come to mind? Obviously, we don't want to name any names or anything, but <laughs> are there any results that you've noticed with people that came in with an idea that this was something that could benefit them? And then what kind of result that you saw with some of those folks? A lot of the clients that I've worked with, Terry, have come from a place of actually they themselves have been very aware of the need and the benefit of what soul coaching would help provide to them. What I have found the most is sometimes we do get stuck. We get stuck in patterns of thinking, ways of being, and we're not sure if we're moving in the right direction anymore. And of course, without naming names, the ability to reflect through this program and work through the issues of being stuck, it has helped my one client immensely just with understanding herself that much deeper and knowing that she was on the right path. And she herself is in a, how would you say, a helping profession, for lack of a better term. Yeah. And I was very honored that she chose to do the program with me because she is also in a helping profession. And she just felt that the exercises, the way she was able to unpeel the layers, I guess, for lack of a better term, it was very very insightful for her. She gained tremendous awareness and I can't really get into specifics, but she is continuing to practice some of the basic ideas with it, which is staying in touch with nature and really always attending to what's going on inside. What is your truth? How are you connecting with that? And how are you living that purpose? It's a highly personal journey. I noticed that the journey that you most often take people on is a 28-day journey. You've got your 28-day online, 28-day group, and 28-day individual or one-to-one -one program. Folks, if you're interested in this, and why shouldn't you be, it's RenukaMohan.com. Renuka, I really appreciate you coming on. Before you run, I got two great questions for you. The first one is this. What challenges do you see facing a lot of the leaders out there today? I think the biggest challenge, and we've touched on this a little, is I'm going to call it leading with humility and leading from the heart. It's a touchy subject at work, I'm sure, to be saying this, but some of the greatest qualities in the leadership that I mentioned, my heroes embodied the quality of humility. And really, when we dig into humility, what are we saying? We're saying that really authentically, very honestly, we're admitting that we don't have all the answers. We're seeking advice through cooperation and collaboration. We're engaging with different people, with different perspectives, different points of views. Being able to admit to your imperfections and your challenges, that is only going to help leaders in the new marketplace that we're seeing. Things are constantly changing. The world is evolving at a faster pace than we can all keep up with. I think embodying heart qualities and humility are some of the key traits that an empowered, authentic leader will need to lead us into our next challenges in the world. That's my little take. Okay, now i got a really, really tough one for you. Renuka, what does inspired leadership mean to you? Without getting into the politics of it, which has been so divisive in our world, how are we showing up every day as leaders? Can we lead with each other? Do we need to have a title to lead or can we each embody the traits that is inspiring to our fellow worker, to person on the street, to anyone that might need a little bit of light in their day? 
inspired leadership to me is about being so humble and it's embodying servant leadership. The idea that it's not a position, it's not a title, it's not my money, it's not the company I work for that makes me who I am. It is me being able to show up every day without a title and just say, hey, I am here. I'm one of the team. Let's roll up our sleeves and get this done, whatever this is. And let's face it, we're all in this life together trying to figure it out. So why not that attitude of inspiration every day? Let's all lead without a title and be great with each other and be uplifting to each other. I absolutely love that. And along those lines, I'm going to throw a challenge out for everybody who's listening. Try to plan for two things that you can do to bring a smile or some goodness to somebody else around you. In the next week, try to get two things on your calendar or just in your intentions that you can do for somebody else. I was out for a walk yesterday and I saw a guy who was out for a run and he was running along this park and I noticed that he would stop every couple of feet and pick up garbage. And I thought that is an act, a random act of kindness towards other people. You've inspired me, Renuka. So my challenge to everybody is if we can get everybody out there with this challenge, just to try to do two things in the next week that will benefit other people, I think we're all going to be leading with a little bit more emotional intelligence, wouldn't you say? I would absolutely. I love <laughs> that. I love the challenge and I am re-inspired to do this for myself as well. I love it. Thank you. That was so good. Yes. Well, there you have it. Another awesome episode of the Inspiring Leaders Podcast with another fabulous guest. Thank you, Ranuka Mohan, for joining us today. What a fabulous interview. Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much, Terry, for having me. I have had an amazing time. Thank you so much for brightening up my day. And to you, our listeners, a huge thank you to you for joining us. We hope that we bring some value to you in your life and that you're going to support us with your ratings and your comments on iTunes or wherever you listen to the show. Your support is our goal, and we really appreciate it. So please help us to make inspiring leadership more ubiquitous. Until next week, thanks again for subscribing. We'll talk to you again next week. Take care, and bye for now.